0: hello my name is Jess Lindley and this is Arthur's Heroes the podcast from Arthur's Place the magazine and social network for young adults with arthritis you can find us at arthursplace.co.uk and follow Arthur's Place on Facebook Twitter and Instagram this podcast is supported by Novartis UK We are grateful to Novartis for their support, but they have no influence over the content of the podcast. Um, I am Jess, a bit of background. I am 23 years old, currently studying for my master's degree, and I was diagnosed in 2017 with ankylosing spondylitis and found out about Arthur's Place just recently this year. Um, And it was through that that I met the fabulous Andrea, who's about to introduce herself, and we decided to make this podcast. So Andrea, Over
1: to you. I am an advanced rheumatology nurse practitioner, I had been working doing that job for about 12 years, Um, and then more recently have started to um, create digital health information um, for different conditions.
0: Great, thank you, Um, so yeah you are the founder um, of Arthur's Place, so would you like to just tell us a bit about how it came about, how you came up with the idea? What sort of led you to create the whole Arthur's Place community? So
1: I was asked to set up young adult services for um, a rheumatology department and went along, met the sort of pediatric teams and looked at all what they were doing, and then started to see what we would need to support people within adult care and just really quickly realised. There was just a huge void, um, not only in the sort of setup of the, the the clinics themselves, in the sort of waiting areas, and down to um, resources that we had. There was just nothing that was going to be age appropriate. So, having got my own twenty-eight-year-old and nearly twenty-five-year-old, I sort of thought about if it was their situation, what would I what would they expect and it certainly wasn't going to be sort of paper leaflets and um, so I just thought I would actually ask the young adults that I was going to be caring for what they wanted from this new service. Um, We did a survey, got back all sorts of results and in a nutshell what they definitely wanted was far more age appropriate information. They wanted access to find others like them, that are going through similar situations and they definitely didn't want anything in paper form they wanted digital and they wanted to be able to access this sort of help and support outside of the hospital whenever they wanted it wherever they wanted it and and that's sort of in a nutshell how it came about and from day one it's been very co-creative i've respected that the the sort of people themselves know what their needs are know what there's not been delivered so together we've sort of had an ongoing conversation about what should Arthur's Place become, what's its need, uh, and that's sort of been quite organic and has been ever-evolving, really. So it's sort of, I set it up and the founder, but actually I feel like it's it belongs to the young people themselves more than it does to me.
0: Yeah, I would uh, definitely agree with that, having been part of the Arthur's Place community now for a couple of months. it's It seems to be a really collaborative kind of organisation at this stage, like Obviously, they've got you as the overhead and kind of the the vision behind it. But in terms of on the day to day, it really seems to be the kind of place that people can come to with whatever their problems are and find really practical information that's not necessarily offered within the constraints of an NHS service. So is that kind of where you feel that Arthur's Place contributes to the world of arthritis in offering that kind of less less medical side of of care, as it were? yeah definitely you know I think I was just aware of
1: each appointment that I would um, have my clinic and and we did manage to set up a sort of a young adult clinic so there wasn't a chance for people to see each other in waiting areas and things like that it was just not it's just not the environment, is it? It's just not the place where you want to just say, oh, hi, you know, what? what's your name or what you're here for. It's just just not what we do. It's a bit awkward. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. Who wants to do that? We just want to get in and out of a hospital as fast as we can and crack on with what, what the rest of the day's um, bringing. So I, I think what I needed or what was asked of me was to just find something that was that immediate access, really, that was letting people find others that knew what it was all about. They'd gone through that experience and just stop that isolation. Um, you know, I'd often hear that how the constraints of the NHS were all because of confidentiality and one thing and another. It's just not that easy to join people up or, or help them meet each other. And sometimes we don't, we don't want that. You don't want it to be an orchestrated event or situation. It's just, I don't know, it's just the everyday stuff, isn't it? You know, we, we can offer great medical advice and there's, there's lots of charity spaces that offer fantastic information about specific things, but the best people to talk to are the people that are going through these experiences or have been through them. So a bit further down in their journey and can give those real jewels of wisdom and the tips and the tricks and the... Yeah, and there was just wasn't that space out there for that to happen. So I think that's sort of been what was lacking and what Arthur's Place seems to have delivered fairly well.
0: Yeah, so... um I was really struck when I started looking at your website um, and in conjunction with the Facebook page, the real range, not only obviously of the practical support, but also, as you've mentioned, of the emotional support and the whole kind of service around uh, find hugs on our website, like come to our Facebook page, people will support you. Um, And I was just wondering if you could just discuss a little bit that kind of impact, because I think a lot of people, whether they have an arthritis diagnosis or not, um, would imagine the situation of a young adult who gets diagnosed with something like this to be quite an isolating one. Um, I know that I myself, when I got my diagnosis, was kind of then the one person that I knew who was in this situation and I didn't have anybody I could talk to about what it would be like. I didn't, like, I do have a strong friendship group, so I didn't feel isolated in that sense, but just in terms of being completely alone and not knowing where to turn to for that kind of emotional support. So um, do you think that Arthur's Place has had an impact in that sense?
1: I think what would come across for me is that um, it, at that stage, for many people in their lives generally, that there's so many pressures, there's so many demands, there's so many changes, you know, it there's a it's a real period of change, isn't it? Through education, employment, relationships, just in your whole self. Never mind throw in a oh, I've now got a diagnosis. So was all of that that I was thinking I was working towards and the person I was thinking I was, it suddenly throws a different sort of curveball in there. You know, you're still all of those things, you're still all of those people and or, or all of those everything, all those layers, but you suddenly got a different thing to sort of balance it against, if you like. I was, I would meet many, many people, many young adults who incredibly intelligent, incredibly knowledgeable, highly skilled people, confident in themselves. They were given choices and decisions about medicines or treatment plans or what if, you know, the next two months or six months and you would just see this sort of, the rug's just been pulled right out, a bit of like they're suddenly frozen to the spot like a rabbit in headlights and like, just where do I go from here with this? Like, what, what am I going to do with this knowledge, is information? And I think some of it as well, it isn't just those that are newly diagnosed. It can happen to a degree, I think, for those that have had these conditions as children when suddenly they are... You know, we we do that. You're now an adult, so you're in the adult world. It's like really, yeah. but there is a degree of that, just purely because of the logistics of moving from paediatric hospitals to adults. But it does all feel a little bit like you're now the adult. You've stepped over that invisible line, um, but with that comes that suddenly the parent having to step back a little bit if they choose to and. And I think it's a bit like coming to terms with or facing that diagnosis for the first time almost, as this at, at this new stage. And I think that you can go a degree through a degree of kind of grieving. I don't know if I don't know if that's quite the word.
0: I think that's a good description, honestly. As someone who's been through that whole kind of build up to diagnosis and then transition after it myself, like for me personally, when I was kind of going through the whole medical investigations, et etc., et cetera, it never occurred to me that once they worked out what was wrong with me, they wouldn't be able to fix it. I always thought that as soon as I got a diagnosis, that would be kind of the first step towards the end, as it were. And actually, it was very much only the beginning. And here I am kind of two years down the line trying to find the answers to a lot of the questions that I still had, even before I was diagnosed. So I think it very much is a shock for people and I think grieving is not a bad thing to equate it to because it is a big change in how you envisage the rest of your life suddenly your normal has very much shifted um and so I think if I had found something like Arthur's Place at the start or even having found it now um going forward having that kind of community of people who've been through similar transitions and who are going through similar transitions um is very useful because I know from my perspective I got diagnosed just at the start of my last year of university and so suddenly had to think differently about every single aspect of my life in terms of not only my diagnosis but also leaving education, finding a job etc etc, kind of postponed that one for a bit with the masters but um, (laughs) it very much is part of that whole transition and um, yeah I think having something like Arthur's Place, well congrats to you because it's a fantastic resource and I love scrolling through it like whenever I'm trying to procrastinate my work, um, finding out answers to things, questions I never even knew I had. So um, yeah, I think you're very much right about that for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the, uh, most
1: definitely the thanks goes out to all of you for the fact that it's just been so totally embraced from the start and it wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for all of you choosing to make it your space, because that's ultimately what's happened. It, it is your space, not my space. I just happened to think that it may help and sort of set it up, knowing that it's what I've been asked of you all to do. But I had no concept of how how it would be received or, or thought of or, or taken on. And, and to be honest, yeah, we've been kind of blown away um, to the point that I have sort of stepped to the side of my clinical job now to make sure that I can keep this going and do the very best, um, to give it the best opportunity for everybody really. But I think what I I think is so valuable is just give it, I I see it as I used to talk about it with, um, it's actually my sister who set it up with me. Sarah is a digital media expert and it was sort of round a family table saying, do you know what? I just need a solution. I just need a way to be able to help. Make it just not so hard. It doesn't have to be as hard as it seemed for too many young people. I mean, life's hard for young people, I think, anyway. I would agree. Oh my goodness. Do you know what? When it's housing, jobs, careers, finances, the whole lot, I feel like our generation had it so easy compared to you all, so I I get that regardless. and this doesn't need to be this, having, having to have a diagnosis shouldn't have to be something else that is hard and such an effort to tackle. I think what is really important is to allow people that suddenly find themselves in this situation just chance to pause, to just just take a moment just kind of like stand still and think about what this means for them now. and. And just have a bit of breathing space because it can be, as you say, sort of a bit of a roller coaster. It can be a bit of a treadmill of tests and investigations, and then suddenly, boom, here's a black and white title that they're going to give to what's just been happening for you over the past six months or a year or whatever it's been. Um, and I think Arthur's oh, Place does that. It's a bit of a sort of safe haven, if you like, a place to step into whenever you want to, a step back out of whenever you want to. And know that when you're in it and you're there, there's always somebody there. And there'll always be somebody that's either at the same point that you're at that will go, God, I just know how you feel and that's what I think. And I thank God somebody else has just said it because I'm thinking it. And then there'll be others that will say, don't worry, that's exactly how I felt. But i have a year down the line now and this is sort of how, how things have been. And, and you'll get through it and you'll suddenly... I think you just step off the conveyor belt and you step back on it into a really good place because you, you you've a bit more grounded somehow with it and a bit of acceptance with it all.
0: Yeah definitely and I think there's a very big thing about it being there as you said for you whenever you want um, and you can access it where, whenever and wherever you want and then also take a step back unlike the NHS kind of you know, rolling out of appointments that are so structured and so difficult to fit into your life schedule. You have to, you know, take the time off work or whatever. And sometimes you're constrained. I know when I got my diagnosis, I was constrained by the amount of time I physically could spend at the appointment asking questions. That was limited. So I came away from that without all of the information that I necessarily needed. And somewhere like Arthur's Place probably provides a really good... um a really good place to signpost some of those extra resources or for people to just say yep yeah, this is what i've tried this worked for me you might want to give it a go um so looking for the future then obviously arthritis is unfortunately not going away anytime soon but luckily nor is arthur's place so how do you envisage it developing um from here on in where are you kind of going next with it
1: i mean the thing that we always do is we see sort of arthur's We've got Arthur's Place social group, which is our sort of community group as you've touched on Jess, and then we've got Arthur's Place, which is the, the website, the resource itself. And what, we, what we've what we done continuously is that co-creation of a sort of all being in this community and Arthur's family, if you like, and conversations are happening and, and what I'm able to do is recognise where there are common themes there are common questions that keep coming back because I am the sole person to sort of moderate it and have done since day one other than holidays when my sister will step in um and it's it's fair it's an ever-evolving thing so we look at what are the what are the best part places to signpost the best people to give the support is each other and a wealth of stuff that you will share, no professional or no website or no textbook will ever be able to recognise or think to say, And you know, you offer those jewels of wisdom. But where there are sort of disease or medicines or more sort of specific, I suppose, information needs that does need to be factually correct to make sure that you get that real clarity and real understanding that isn't muddled or misrepresented, then what we will do is signpost to good content that's already out there. Or if it's not there, we will create it and we will get professionals in. We will get um, cherry pick from the best. We've got any allegiance to one particular area or charity or health service. So we'll get the very best health professional to write an article about a particular subject matter. I mean, one of which are most popular has been about tattoos. Is it safe to get a tattoo? <laughs> Who would think that that would be something that a senior lecturer would write about, but it has been really popular and why not? It's as equally valid as wanting to know about what the um, you know side effects of methotrexate. The future for Arthur's Place really is about for us to keep listening to what Arthur's Place community, which is basically all of you, what you want from Arthur's Place and we will keep evolving with you to try and do our best to deliver that. Um, A lot of it is restricted by funding um, because we didn't choose to have charity status because we wanted to make sure that every minute of our time and any small amount of money that we did raise in the first place was used to go to the support, the young people themselves and not go into the admin and the logistics of charity, so we're very small. If funding carries on, if we can raise funding, Arthur's Place can be sustained. Um, But ultimately, what I would absolutely love is I recognise over the time I've moderated this group since it started, that between you all, you've got some incredible skills. You have got, you know, careers that have you've got experiences, you've got talents, you've got the wisdom it'd be wonderful to think the future could be actually, that we're just slowly I'm the gatekeeper now but I sort of hand over those reins to some of you that choose, that it's something that you'd like to lead on and become gatekeepers of um, because you've got the knowledge and the skills
0: Okay, thank you very much I've just got one more question that I want to ask you about Arthur's Place If you had to pick one thing about it that has been your best moment of looking at the facebook page or the website or any of the content that's been created or any of the stories that you've heard in creating it what would be the one thing that you would pick out and be like "Yep, yeah, that was the best moment where i thought yes i've made a difference to people here when
1: you click on the um our blogs yeah we're all made of stories i yeah. am so proud of every single one of you that have written, we've had over 146 real life stories and blogs and vlogs that have been created by all of you. And I'm so proud of that. I'm so proud of every one of you, but I'm so proud of all of you that haven't yet found your voice or haven't yet had your moment to shine because I know those moments will come. It will be in a whole variety of different ways. But that for me is the most precious thing is my pride in every one of you Um, and just watching you all just slowly flourish and thrive at your own time, in your own place in your own way, but with new friends, that is just incredible, yeah
0: Wow, thanks very much for um, sharing all of that with me So Jess I just think, you know, I'm
1: talking here about all these incredible, talented inspirational young people I just would love to come round to talk about you to be quite honest. The re- one of the things, one of the initiatives that we are looking to do, um, again because of the sort of voiced enthusiasm of so many, is to pull together a brand new project called Arthur's Heroes. And absolutely, like I just said, you're you're all my heroes. You totally are. And I totally believe in, in you all. And i I won't be the only one. That's the thing is we get so much feedback from clinicians, from nurses, from the public, from parents, from all kinds of people from all walks of life to say, wow, I've come across the blogs on, on Arthur's Place and just blown away. And it's so refreshing to see people just saying it how it is. It's so refreshing to actually see young people have a voice for themselves. Isn't it amazing what they're all doing and achieving? And Arthur's Heroes is about thinking how could we just capture that to absolutely shout out to the world to say look at all these fantastic people that just quietly ordinary people doing ordinary things just happen to have this one thing in common and that's Arthur, that's arthritis or other conditions but they're doing, uh, they've got a real rich life and we wanted to create a picture of that both in print and in audio. And that's why we were thrilled when you were like, "I'd love to do a podcast." And We were like, "Yeah, <laughs> Jess," yep. and we heard all about you, and just so excited to share with the world. Code word pineapple. So, I would, Jess, how do you
0: fancy just telling us all about code word pineapple? Um. Yeah. So, um, code word pineapple. Um, it's my first child, really. Um. <laughs> I, um, so as I said, I got diagnosed um, at the end, just before my final year of university, so I've very much been on the start of my journey um, going into the world of work and experiencing that for the first time. And so, um, September last year I moved to London and one of the first things I did when I moved to London, because I'm very practical like that and like to be pre-prepared. (laughs) (laughs) Um, was to um, order one of the TFL, please offer me a seat badges. Um, I thought they were just such a great initiative because you can take them on and off as you need. And um, they just really helped to communicate to people because I feel like as a 23 year old I can't get on the tube and say to the nearest person oh please can I sit in that seat they'll look at me a bit gone out like I'm sorry what you're not 90 so I felt like that was really good um but as I moved into the workplace um I realized that it would just be fantastic to have something like that that extended outside of the commute and that you could use when you get to work because at this point I've had to have two of those really awkward conversations that I'm sure many Arthur's Place individuals would be familiar with where you start your new job and it's all fine and dandy and then you get a month in and suddenly you get a flare and you have to explain to the people you work for that actually you've not just like twisted your ankle running down the stairs and this is not going to go away and could come back at any moment and those conversations are awkward and you always have to have them when you least feel like having them yeah so I was like yeah so I was like well wouldn't it be great if we just had the equivalent of um the please offer me a seat badge but just for the rest of life so that you could communicate to the world around you um what's going on and so I thought about this and I thought about this and I was like oh it'd be lovely if it existed um and then one day I got talking to one of my friends about it um (laughs) Because she was staying over at my house and I was very unmotivated to go to work that day. And she was like, no, nope, come on, think about it. How are you going to change the world? And I was like, well, if I were going to change the world, this is what I would do. So I told her about it and she was like, this is fantastic. Why don't we do it? So we just thought, well, let's go for it. We just started looking at things. So first of all, we made sure that we weren't going to be treading on anyone's toes and that someone had not actually already invented this um which they hadn't so that was all good um and then basically i got out my felt tips and i drew the pineapple and i drew our logo um and we sort of took it from there um we sent the badges off to somebody to design them for us um we got another one of our friends from cambridge on board to um do the internet side of things um, she has a computer science degree so she's been fantastically helpful in setting up the website um, she's been our equivalent of Sarah basically um, in terms of all the digital stuff because um, the two of us are a, a linguist and a classicist we are not tech savvy um, so yeah um, we just gradually gathered everything together that we needed and we decided to design these little information cards so that you can Hand them out so that when you don't want to have that conversation, the cards can kind of have it for you. Um, so it's just that extra level of kind of support, really, for people. Um, and then we started looking at places where we might be able to publicize it, which is where I found out about Arthur's Place.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: so they get a little badge with a
1: a, a pineapple badge and a little yes. card when yes. they order it, and the card's going to be their their voice on the day, and they just don't want to have to say it which is just just so practical, but what a relief that must be, actually. I mean, how's, have you used it yourself in work yet? What has been the sort of response, the reaction that you've had?
0: So I haven't myself just because currently um, I work It's just me and the CEO of the company. Um, And actually I had to tell her about the whole concept of Code Word Pineapple before we even launched it because I needed her to take a photo of me holding a pineapple against the nice (laughs) white wall of the office and obviously she wanted to know what this was all about. So um, I I did explain it to her in advance. Um, But we've had so many messages from people really touching emails and Facebook messages saying this is going to be so useful, I've got X, Y or Z condition because... Obviously, it's very useful for arthritis type conditions, but also a whole plethora of other invisible yes. disabilities. Yeah. Um, right from through from mental health to, well, really, whatever, whatever you like, it's useful for. Um, and so we've had so many emails from people saying, oh, I you know, this, this is the thing I've been looking for. It's going to make such a difference to my working life. So, yeah, I haven't actually used it myself yet, um, although I'm sure the opportunity will arise. The thing that I'm most looking forward to is the moment when I manage somebody who then hands me a card and it's like, oh, I've, I've got this thing and I'll be like,
1: I know. Can you just imagine that? That'd be sensational, won't it? That really will be the moment of oh yeah i look forward to that moment for you so i mean where did why why pineapple i know there'll be people saying code with pineapple like why i mean why not but why was there a, a reason behind the pineapple
0: yeah so there's a few things which kind of i've thought about them all in turn but originally before i'd even told my friend about it my idea was to have a pineapple because um a pineapples are the only fruit in the world as far as I know that eat you as you eat them so they have an enzyme that like tries to break down your mouth as you eat it which is why you get that funny feeling in your mouth when you eat pineapple and I just really like the fact that they fight back and they're like yeah this is my lot in life but I'm not just gonna stand for it I'm gonna fight back whilst those humans eat me yeah so that's one reason um another reason is I have a jumper that has a sparkly pineapple on it just because you do and um one day I was wearing it and I was cycling along with my friend and um she was doing a big rowing race that day and um she was saying oh it's going to go so badly like I'm so worried what if this happens what if that happens and I was like well you need a code word like something you can just shout as you row past and then I'll know if it's going really badly and I can get them to stop the race for you (laughs) um and we were like "Oh, oh what should the code word be and then we both simultaneously said pineapple I think because of my jumper so the code word has just always been pineapple.
1: Where do you see it going Jess? What would you love to happen with the whole whole initiative?
0: Um so at the moment I am trying to um circumnavigate some of those complications of post-education life that we have already discussed. Yeah. So you know get a job um you know find somewhere to rent etc cetera, etc cetera. so At the moment we're sending out about 30 badges a week and I am totally happy with that. Like if it keeps going on that kind of trajectory, I am thrilled. I didn't think two months down the line we would be in this situation. I thought we'd be desperately trying to promote it to people. I didn't think we'd have had anything like the volume of orders. So for the moment, I am very, very happy with how it's going. But I think in the future, I hope that it raises awareness of invisible conditions um, to people Um, I hope that it challenges the stereotypes you know the people who look at you and say oh no like somebody said to me once oh well this doesn't happen to people who go to Cambridge and I was like I'm sorry what (laughs) um I was just very shocked by that comment so I hope it kind of challenges the perception that this is something that only happens to old people or like in disability means you're wheelchair bound and that it can be anybody you know it can be somebody who works for you or it can be somebody you work for or it can be a man or it can be a woman or it can be anything but I also really really hope that it just helps to normalize things um and that it does it becomes not a big deal so
1: yeah definitely do you know we just need to just take the the weight out of it don't we but to not judge people by them or define them by them um, because they're just momentary parts of life and all of us regardless have times don't we in life where we're stronger and other times where we just need a bit more support and understanding for people around us and, it, and it's not hard is it it's not hard to be kind to people we just need to have to remember to do it
0: yeah um, I mean you can't see me nodding but I am nodding along with you on this podcast yeah and I just I just really hope that um, that is where we will be able to go with this um and that we'll just be able to make it into a nor- normal thing you walk into the office you see someone wearing a pineapple you think okay um, that's the situation today no problem that's yeah. what i hope
1: and i think that for everybody listening it's it's just give jess a wee bit of time to get her life in order your <laughs> pineapples will be on their way but yeah. just yeah and it are you if you were needing help and support are there any key skills or key things that if somebody listening out there says i'd love to help jess with this code word pineapple is there one thing or two things that you're lacking that you're looking for, or are you just quite happy ticking along just for now?
0: Um, I think for the moment, we're happy. I think as we expand, we might be looking for envelope addresses um, and people to go to the post office, but um, for the moment, yeah. Um, as I say, I've got a couple of friends helping um, and it's it's all going swimmingly at the moment, but yeah, watch this space, because I'm sure as so we watch expand. this space, yeah. yeah.
1: And um, certainly if you want Arthur's place to put any shout-outs for help in whatever location that you're in at any point, you just yeah. you just give us a give us the nod. So Great. Jess, what's the one piece of advice that you've been given that has been the most helpful for you? Or what's the one piece of advice you'd think to give anybody else?
0: And the most useful piece of advice that I've been given is actually something that the consultant said to me in my diagnosis appointment when I was rushing out of the door in a panic, but also stress needing to go somewhere else. he said, he just said to me, you're going to be fine. And that is really true. Like whatever happens, you know, the painful days you get through them, the ups and downs you get through them, on the whole, in the long run, like you are going to be fine. The world will not stop turning. Um, And in terms of what I would say to other people, I would say, um, I think it goes for everything in life, to be honest. If people tell you, you can't do something, however big, however tiny that thing may be, see it as a really good opportunity to prove them wrong. And enjoy proving them wrong. Be that going to Sainsbury's or climbing a mountain, whatever it is.
1: I absolutely love that, Jess. And all the best with a podcast. I'm so excited to see what's going to come next because I know this is just the first of of, of however many you choose to to roll with. Um, But how exciting to think we can start meeting other Arthur's heroes and I think from our point of view, everybody's a hero for just, 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 well, whatever, absolutely whatever, the small stuff, the big stuff, everything in between and I can't wait to to hear where it goes so have a load of fun and I'll be listening myself, Jess.
0: Thank you and thank you for being part of an exciting pilot episode thank you for listening to Arthur's Heroes. For more podcasts, information and access to loads of great content for young adults with arthritis, please visit arthursplace.co.uk. You can also find other young adults to chat to in the Arthur's Place social Facebook group. Follow Arthur's Place on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and find out more about Code Word Pineapple, the pin badge for people with an invisible disability at codewordpineapple.org.uk. Thank you to Novartis UK for their support in the production of this podcast.